0: Tonight on Zero Twitter Spaces, we have one of the most positive people um, that I've met on these spaces in general. Him and his partner, Jester, they're, they're doing tons of charity work and they have a fantastic NFT project. And I'm very glad to uh, talk to you tonight. It's Comard's it's NFT. So welcome, man. Um, thanks for coming and sharing your positivity with the community. Uh, really, really happy to have you here with us. Um, well, I'll tell you when, when we first mentioned,
1: you know, uh, setting this up and doing this, I, again, was, uh, once again, I was humbled. Um, you know, I, I haven't been in this space very long and, and to get people wanting to, to talk to me and do an AMA or an interview or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was, it was humbling. So I,
0: I'm honored to be here. Well, I, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day. I know, I know you do a lot of stuff, especially with uh, a whole bunch of different types of charity projects, and you host your own Twitter spaces, and you really try to get involved in the community. So um, thanks for setting an hour aside for us and talking with us. Uh, can you can you first, this is my first question, um, what's a Comards? Because I, I even Googled this, like thinking it's like some exotic lizard looking at your uh, PFP, and I still haven't been able to figure out what a Comards is.
1: So, okay. Um, since my youth, I had used a gamer tag called Comard. Um, and it was actually my first character in World of Warcraft back in 2005 beta. Um, I started playing World of Warcraft in 2005, and it was my first character. And it was shortly thereafter that I actually noticed a lot of people really dug that name of Comard. Um, and as a result, it, it kind of just took off and a whole lot of people started using different variations of it things like that and because i never want to forget where i come from um i felt it would be appropriate to to be a reminder of hey look at where you started remember where you started and and how you got to where you are and and that's why we went with comards nfts so where are you from originally i'm from a small town in iowa um I graduated high school in 1995, and when I graduated high school, I went straight into the United States Army. I did a six-by-two tour for them as an 11 Bravo. I did go to Fort Benning uh, for my basic training and for my airborne school, Um, and right after I finished airborne school, I was deployed to the Sinai Peninsula, and pretty much for the remainder of my contract with the United States Army um outside of like six months um i was literally in in a, an assortment of countries and and i can't really go into a whole lot of detail but yeah
0: fine. Uh, you don't you don't have to talk about your past as far as like that goes i was just curious uh what part of the u.s you're from is that jester how you doing Jester?
2: yeah how's it going thank you for having us first of all um yeah um i'm rhode island <laughs>
0: Okay. So um, you know, I was reading a little bit of the, the backstory as far as like how your your project kind of started and uh Jester, I guess you're a tattoo artist, right?
2: Uh yes, that's correct.
0: So are you still doing that or are you going like a different route now? Did you stop tattooing? Are you still doing it? You still do you have a shop? Do you uh own a shop? Do you work at a shop? Uh I work
2: in a shop and I will never stop. It is literally the best thing I've ever done art-wise. I've been an artist all my life, but tattooing is just, there's so many great parts to it that people don't even understand. You can literally change somebody's point of view on themselves, how they feel about themselves with a tattoo. You know, just with some art. You know what I mean? Especially when you do like a cover-up. If somebody has something regretting from their past or whatever, which I also personally any hate tattoos you know like somebody who you know was maybe a white supremacist and stuff like that i don't charge to do cover-ups for those if anything they can just toss a tip that's just something i do personally uh it's not like the shop's policy or anything um it's just something i personally do eventually i would like to open my, my own shop i think that would be awesome
0: do you think there's a place in the tattoo world for NFTs? And if so, have you thought about it and what kind of ideas do you think we could do to incorporate it? it's one of the it's it's one of the most well known pieces of art that people get done. You know, maybe it wasn't fifty years ago, but nowadays like everybody has a tattoo, whether it's something that they got in college or something they got when they got married for husband and wife or their partner or however however it is. It's almost like everybody, it's it's almost uncommon for people not to have tattoos. So do you think there's a way that we could kind of incorporate the blockchain into the tattoo world?
2: I've had personally several ideas as far as for even like within the metaverse, um, that as far as ways to possibly include tattoos, even as like, um, what is it, the real world uh, aspects to it. Like, be I have be a bunch careful. of ideas for that. Yeah, please be careful,
1: <laughs> guys. We're we're not one to throw all of our ideas out. I just, I, I but yes, we have thought about it, and and um, when the timing is right, we're we're definitely going to try to implement uh, tattooing into the blockchain and into uh, the metaverse at some point.
0: Alright, I like it. I like it. Not giving all the information, just giving little breadcrumbs. I like it. Good stuff. So um how long ago did you guys start this project together and um what made you decide to get into NFTs? Is is this your first project, both of you, or have you worked with some other um projects even in like maybe a community standpoint, not necessarily doing the art and the marketing and stuff, or is this the first one that you're both getting into? And if it is, what made you decide to go for it? Um,
1: well, for me, uh, we got kind of introduced to NFTs in general by a, a friend of ours, who some of you may know is on here, um, going by 808 Warriors. Um, he is a real-life friend of mine, um, but he kind of introduced us to the idea of it. Um, and then Jester had done a couple of drawings for him <clears throat> uh, that he had, had commissioned. commissioned um and then you know I started doing homework on it and looking at it and things like that and I Jester and I got to talking and and we were like man we could we could really do this and and help people and and make the world a better place and it was really in about I would say towards the end of October that we really started getting into it and and looking at how we were going to do something um you know and then we spent the next several weeks, uh, you know, discovering and learning and educating ourselves as to exactly what NFTs were. And we had a rough idea on on what it was we wanted to do. We didn't have like an official roadmap at that time of, of how we were going to do it. Um, but we knew that we wanted to do a project that was geared towards uh, charitable organizations. And then we narrowed it down to saying, well, let's do one smaller project every week for a different charity to bring awareness to the charities that maybe don't get the awareness that they should, or maybe don't get the funding that they should. Um, You know, and then uh, we were about two weeks in um, and Jester and I had talked about, well, how can we get the community involved? And so we started our Friday night charity uh, chill and chill space um, on Friday nights at eight o'clock where we encourage people to come in there and, and share their charities with us. Um, you know, and, and then, uh, Jester and I will sit down and do our homework on Google and, and, and different places, uh, that are suggested. And then if I have the opportunity to get in touch with somebody, um, from that organization, I definitely try to make a call and literally speak to those people to find out more about them, to, to find out if they're set up for cryptocurrency or if we would have to do, um, uh, traditional web 2.0 payment or exactly how those kinds of things work. And so some weeks I'm not able to get in touch with anybody just because some of these organizations are much like us and constantly on the go. But other weeks, uh, it seems like people are absolutely willing to uh, reach back out in a timely fashion and we can
0: just continue rocking and rolling with our, our plans. How many, I don't know how many charities you've reached out to, but how many, um, have you come across that actually do accept crypto? Um, To date, none. And yeah. when, that, when that happens,
1: what I try to do is talk them into onboarding, um, you know, and, and letting them know that if you guys would accept these forms of payment, um, that very realistically, uh, you could see a whole nother source of revenue stream coming in that, you wouldn't have ever been able to receive otherwise. Um, now, to date, I have not been successful in convincing any of these organizations because most of them have boards, and so all these decisions that they have to do have to go through the boards of, of directors and and the executives and things like that. So it's just it's really um, challenging to to do this for some of them. But you know, we we did a charity project for a local. Uh, charity here, and I literally took her cash money, um, and I mean it wasn't a lot because we hadn't sold very many of her pieces that we designed for her or anything like that. But I took cash money to her, and even with as little of amount as I feel it was, um, she lost her mind. She had a meltdown because she couldn't believe that somebody went out of their way to do something nice for her without expecting anything in return. You know, and we as a people should not be like that.
0: Well, that's really the the true way of showing, you know, how grateful you are for what you have. You know, you, you give to somebody and don't expect anything in return. That's exactly what it is. You give it freely. You know, um, I, I don't want to sound like a like an AA commercial or anything like that, but that's pretty much how, how we operate as well uh, in my fellowship. Um, but, you know, that's that's how it is, you know you you're not supposed to if if you're really giving something to somebody expecting even a thank you is a selfish act you know as far as like how, how I view it personally but um yeah i was i was looking and there are some like larger charitable organizations i know that do accept bitcoin i was curious if there's like some sort of um transfer point maybe that you know, if we get crypto, we could take our ETH and then do almost like uh, an exchange with them to send the fiat out to specific charities of choice. I, I don't know if there is something like that. I haven't I haven't checked personally, but that would be something cool that you could do. Kind of like uh, when you exchange currency at the airport, when you fly to another country, you just go there, you send it, they swap it over to the other currency, and then you, you go on your way. That would be good if we could do that with like charitable donations and then I don't know if there would be a conversion rate. I guess there would have to be to cover taxes or whatever the case might be. Yeah.
2: I mean,
1: right now I haven't seen anything like that. Cause I, you know, with my travels outside of the countries through the military and stuff like that, um, I I'm fully aware of the exchanges and things like that. Um, I, but I, as of right now have not found anything like that yet. Um, you know, but then again, too, That leaves a door open for for us to, when we grow enough, to possibly start something like that on our own um, that that would help those organizations be able to to get the funds that is being transferred to them uh, more easily and readily accessible.
0: I mean, I I would assume something like that, right? If you were going to be a conversion for crypto into fiat for charities, that would You could probably set it up as a five hundred one c three yourself, and don't take any profits from the conversion, and then you know register yourself as a charity in order to do whatever donations you get to cover the specific expenses it would cost to do the conversions. I don't know. I got to stop. Right,
1: right. No, you're right. You could do all of those things. Um, and we, I have looked for other reasons into, uh, being a, a listed as a charitable organization, um, and a 5031C. Um, but I, I also have to tell you that to, to form a 5013C, um, literally thousands upon thousands of dollars, um, and not to mention attorney's fees and all kinds of stuff. So it is, it is a process, but it's not one that I'm opposed to doing. Um, but we have to be there financially to do that.
0: So what's the ultimate vision that you have of this project? Like if, if you look at it, if you take a step back, what do you want Comarch to develop into?
1: Um, Justin and I have talked about that pretty lengthy. Um, you know, no matter what we're doing from one project to the next, uh, okay, and understand why we're doing a new drop or a new collection each week, it all falls into the same project. Um, 2022, make the world a better place. Um and we've already begun discussions and, and conversation on what our next massive project is going to be. And that'll start on January one of 2023, but it's not necessarily geared as much towards charity. Um, there will be a charity element to it. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is just because of the fact that um, kind of give away a little bit of what the the project is, but um Ultimately, what we would like to see happen with this year's project is to, number one, um, obviously raise awareness for each of the organizations that we represent each week. Um, And number two, raise enough funds for these organizations throughout the year that uh, we can also achieve the goal of planting uh, 25,000 trees this year. Um, Next year, our goal is going to be to plant one million trees. Um, uh, you know, and, and that'll happen in two segments with uh, half of that being done at month six and half of that being done in the uh, last half of the year.
0: So you drop a different set of NFTs every week, right? So you get somebody, they come in, they pitch a charity to you guys or uh, some sort of organization. Then you guys kind of work with them with how you want to do the artwork and then you sell that specific artwork to get donated towards that charity, if I'm understanding everything right?
1: um, Yes and no. Okay, so when somebody comes in and presents an, an organization, um, myself and Jester look at Google and, I mean, we do a lot of homework on these organizations when it's possible. I mean, we've had some, um, you know, and, and I'll use Rose Knight Foundation as an example. There, there really wasn't, at the time, a lot of information about them um, that, that was readily accessible on Google. Now, that being said, I had also had, uh, several hours worth of conversation with him, um, both prior to, and even after, um, selecting their project to, to feed the 568 Ugandan children. Um, you know, so, we did have conversation with Rose Knight foundation about, you know, what, what did they envision as being their logo and and things like that. Um, and then we kind of came up with a concept piece and I showed it to him and he immediately fell in love with it. Um, and so we ran with that one. Um, When it's possible to speak to people about, you know, whether using their logos that they have or using any kind of imagery from those organizations, um, if I can't get their permission, Jester and I have played it safe um, in terms of intellectual property and, and copyrights. We just don't mess with any of that. So more times than not, the designs are created based off of a feeling that myself and Jester get. Um you know, from, from those organizations and how we believe those organizations should be represented. Um, you know, if you look at this week's collection as an example, um, it was all about the LGBT center in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that, uh, you know, and, and I don't know what drove Jester to put the word love in there and then kind of put a couple of, uh, uh slashes through it or whatever, but, um, to make it kind of wavy looking. Um, but for me, when he showed that to me, it was to show me that love is not always simple. Okay. Um, and, and being that it also was represented by the colors of the LGBT community and flag, um, you know, it, it just pointed out that those, those for me are challenging times in those people's lives. Um, you know, and, and I honestly, I was blown away by the piece when he showed it to me. Um, as far as how he felt and how he came up with that idea,
3: uh, I would say ask him.
2: <laughs> so I'm asking you, Jester. Um, a lot of it's just feeling in and of itself. Um, I'll be honest. I like to smoke, and I'll smoke, and then you know I will go to their website, and you know I look up, you know I look them up, I look up the organization. And, you know, I'll pick out certain things of certain things that I like, and I just kind of like go from there. Mainly just really on a feel what I get off of by looking up their, whatever their particular organizations are at the time.
0: It's kind of how I write music. I just get in the groove and then whatever happens, I kind of just go with it. You know, sometimes you got to edit it a little bit here and there, but you eventually get a final product exactly um so how do you guys do the collections is there a set amount on each collection that you do and uh as far as the floor prices that you guys put on these collections um is it the same throughout or does it differ depending on how many pieces you drop or is it pretty much uniform throughout well initially
1: when we started we were kind of all over the map not only with the size of the collections but also with the the floor pricing on them um and and part of the reason was is because we were kind of undervaluing ourselves a little bit um at least according to to Matt Hardage and I kind of saw his point in that um so that was part of the reason and then the other part of the reason that we were kind of all over the map is because we weren't real sure just how many pieces we would be capable of doing week after week after week after week for each of these organizations so ultimately what we've decided is that Every collection moving forward will have 25 pieces and and technically 28, um, but only 25 available to the public. Uh, One for myself, one for Jester, and one for the person that suggests a said organization. Um, Those I don't count towards the collection, even though they're in it, um, because they're not available to the public. Uh, As far as the floor price on them goes, we are pretty much set that the floor price on these um, moving forward will continue to be the same as what it is now, which is $100. Uh, The reason for that being is because the $100, uh, if the organization jumps on board and, and helps us promote uh, these projects that we do for them, um, we're doubling down to 30% being donated to them. So that means for every hundred, we're donating $30. We just doubled the amount of, of money that we can donate. Um, the other 15%, uh, you know, is it's not as much, obviously, but we wanted to try and give some incentive to these organizations to help do this. And I will be honest with you. I've actually spoken to a pretty well-known organization, and they were pretty disrespectful and rude back when I said something about, um, well, we would like to do a project for you. And would like to offer you the opportunity to increase our donation size from 15% to 30%. And they were like, no, nah, we don't want to get involved. You, you just go on ahead and do what you're going to do. I'm like, really? Uh, you're supposed to be helping people and, and doing these things. Um, and you're pretty much turning free money away. Um, I've never seen a charitable organization do that up until this point. And I was blown away by it, um, you know, and, and because they've done that, um, it, it makes me question whether or not I still want to do a project for them. But because Jester and I have a friend that, that benefits from that organization and, and getting research done and getting uh, different things done for them, um, I'm still being pulled towards helping that friend of ours. To, to be able to benefit from this, this organization's services. Um, you know, but yeah, it, generally speaking, if an organization is willing to uh, support the project, whether it be through a couple of retweets or posts on their se- social media, um, we'll double it down to 30% without question. If they don't want to get on board with it, then we're only going to do the 15%. And again, the idea behind that wasn't to uh, keep more money in our pocket. It was to provide incentive for those organizations to get involved. Um, I have reached out to organizations like, uh, Snoop Youth Football League. I've reached out to organizations, uh, including St. Jude's. Um, you know, I've reached out to an organization called the, uh, Project Chill Valhalla, um, which is a very close and, and special charity to me because it, it honors our fallen brothers and sisters that died in combat. um, as a, as a military veteran, um, you know, and, and so those organizations, I've not even actually been able to get any kind of response back from yet. Um, but those are organizations that we do plan to to tackle, um, throughout the year, um, with my idea being to do the St. Jude's around Thanksgiving, possibly, uh, Christmas time.
0: Now, you know, I I think people kind of, look at it sometimes when when you're donating in are like you're only given 15 or 30 percent, but the amount of time that you guys spend doing this and the amount of time you guys spend in spaces and take away from your you know your personal life and you know added added time that you put in outside of your real jobs and stuff like that i mean i don't understand why people expect people like donate a hundred percent of whatever they get i think that's crazy um, I think 30% is a very fair number that you're donating. The question to me is, do you vet these charities to make sure that a large portion of the proceed is actually going towards specific, uh, you know, specific uh, donations? Cause I, I know like our friend chronic cats, for example, his, his wife is big into um, pediatric, pediatric cancer um, research. And, donations into uh the american cancer society only four percent go towards pediatric cancer so she's trying to like uh you know kind of target to get more funding going into specific areas so do you've got the, the specific charities prior to doing it to see where the money's being allocated once the donations go to them?
2: that's one of like uh pretty much like we want to help. I'm open to pretty much helping any type of charity or any need itself, but the only real biggest like description or like uh, uh, difference or uh, I can't think of the right word but either way, the only real main thing our focus is we want where the funds are go majority for the actual cause or the charity in and of itself not for you know, lining other people's pockets I guess the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, I that's pretty important. You know, I think that's what people really want to see. If, if you're giving X number of dollars to them, they want to make sure that it's going to that cause. If it's going to heart disease, they want to make sure a large portion of it's actually going towards that and not going towards the vacation fund of the CFO or whoever it might be, you know? Right,
1: exactly. And, and so yes, we do try to vet these guys as best we can, um, you know, and, and, but I'm also going to tell you that I don't know that it's foolproof the way we go about doing it um, because realistically we're dropping one project a week. And um, you know, yes, I spend a lot of time in spaces. Um, thankfully I have multiple devices and things that I can use to do homework at the same time. You know, if I'm sitting in a space listening to it or if I'm uh, getting ready to come up on a space or whatever, but um, you know, there's, there's only so much time and day that, that we have available to do that now I have been blessed at this point to to be able to make this my full-time job this is what I do um, and and I spend and and gesture can testify to the fact that on a, most days I'm putting in 12 18 hours minimum um, and and you know it's not because I I and trying to chase the almighty dollar it's because I believe in what it is that we're doing. And it's because I love what we are doing, you know, and, and my dad, when we were growing up, he used to tell us, boys, if you don't love what you're doing, it's time for you to find something else to do, you know? And, and I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add. And, and again, I love this, you know, th- this is my thing. I, I honestly, and and it doesn't matter how well my crypto does or how well this project does or any of those things. Um, Jester and I have had several conversations where no matter what, because we're enjoying it so much, as long as we can do it, we're going to, period. It doesn't matter if we end up becoming billionaires 20 years down the road, we're still going to keep doing it. Jester's Jester's still going to keep tattooing because he loves tattooing, you know, um, So yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with Jester in in terms of doing this versus Jester doing the tattoos. But
0: yeah, so I know like there's there's a ton of different polygon artists that we all run across on a daily basis that we all are in spaces with, and um, a lot of them do do some sort of donation, like like Troglodyte Society for example. That's that's a good one. They they donate to build uh, an educational center in Sierra Leone. Yeah. Sleepy Pirates he's he's working on setting up something in order to clean up the oceans and and stuff like that. Have have you guys talked to any other NFT projects where you guys are going to maybe do collaborations and team up on and like kind of double efforts on kind of doing some charitable donations together?
1: Um I've actually recently had a couple of conversations um one with Troglodytes as an example um recently about some of the stuff that they've got going on and he and I did discuss things to the point that Um, We have decided that we do want to do a collaboration in the future, Um, but right now, I am currently involved in about six different collaborations, Um, one of which I kind of fell into. I mean, I didn't even plan for it to turn into a collaboration. Um, You know, I I bought a, a Dirty Dave or a Dirtbag Dave uh, yesterday to show support for the community and I believe in their project and what they're doing. Um, you know, so, so we bought into their project yesterday as, um, number one, to show support for other creators within the community. Number two, um, because I think that that project is going to be a wise investment in the future. Um, you know, but the thing is, is that that actually kind of turned into a collaboration because, jester liked the idea so much that he decided he wanted to manipulate the dirtbag daves and so when he manipulated it and turned it into an orc um you know dirtbag dave just absolutely fell in love with it he thought it was the the greatest thing that he'd seen he was so impressed that we valued his work enough to to do something like that um so now we are actually in the process of uh getting those uploaded and minted um as ultra rares for his dirtbag dave collection um as as us kind of being a a collaborator on this specific model of it um you know and and again it wasn't something that we had planned to do it just kind of fell into that way you know and and so yeah it it happens
0: (laughs) so we're talking to Comart's uh awesome project we got Comarts here and we got jester uh, Let us know about their NFT project. They do a lot of charitable donations and uh, just spread really good vibes. If anybody has any questions, we'll bring you up here. You can ask the guys any, uh, some questions that you have. If you're up in the box already, just raise your hand and bring up Twaffles um, and you can ask a question if you'd like. Go ahead, Twaffles, if you have a question. Now, scared them off. Yeah, I'm pretty scary, I guess. I've been told. I was requesting for so long to come up here. Um, so, are you guys working on a website or do you have one in the works? Um, we actually kind of
1: discussed a website uh, last night, um, specifically for Adapt, um, primarily because there is another side project that we are working out, the Kingston is what I'll say. Um, but it would be, uh, in, in our minds, more beneficial to have like a one page DAP site on or for Polygon, um, for this specific side project. Um, this side project would be, you know, more of doing it for fun and just seeing what people think about it than anything. Um, you know, uh, it would be a Genesis for a series that could have potential to become a, a a repeated Project, you know, you know, where we drop the Genesis and if people uh, enjoy it enough, then uh, we could certainly look into doing a second generation or a third or or whatever. But um, as far as utility being built into that project, we're not sure yet what utility that would be other than the fact that no matter what, and it doesn't matter how many years we're doing this. um, Jester and I have already decided that no matter what, every single NFT that we sell will plant 10 trees. Doesn't matter if it's a project for charity, doesn't matter if it's a private project for profit. Okay. Um, That is the one utility that all of our NFTs will always have um, is planting trees. And when we can increase that number again, we certainly will. Um, You know, but by doing the 10 trees now, uh, it completely erases the carbon footprint that we create by creating these NFTs. So it it doesn't only just erase our carbon footprint that we're creating with these NFTs, but it also gives a little bit more extra back. And that was really important to me. And I, I'd kind of expressed it to Jester a couple of times. Um, when we, we first started out with the five trees. Um, and then Jester was like, you know, I get it. And then when I pointed out, you know, it would completely erase our footprint. He's like, let's do it. I'm like,
0: cool. So we did. Um, yeah. So what was really like wh- what was the defining moment where you guys sat down and you're like we're going to plant trees was was there uh was there a specific thing that caught your eye I know because when I hear plant trees the first thing I think of is Mr Beast I know he planted like oh, I think 20 million trees or something like that in a clip or something like that which is completely ridiculous amount of trees to plant and I don't even know how you would go about getting a team to plant that many trees but it, it, was it something from him that you saw? Cause I know he did a huge, huge like tree planting uh, project.
1: Um, we actually didn't really, I mean, even when we started the project initially um, it was about a week or so in that, that the idea had come to us. And I had, I had not seen at that point anybody else doing uh tree planting to try and help offset the carbon footprint. Um, but i had come across an article that talked about the carbon footprint that, that, is created from nfts um and i found that to be really really bothersome for me um so i began immediately looking into ways to offset that um i looked at solar panels i looked at windmills i looked at um hydro plants to to try and help uh, reduce that carbon footprint and none of them at this point are are financially feasible for us um Now, that doesn't mean that, again, we won't move into that when it becomes more uh, feasible for us to do so, but um, the most feasible thing that I was able to find at this point was to uh, team up with the Ann Arbor Foundation and or Team Trees, Um, and they've actually got a goal uh, to set 40, I think it's 43 million trees over the next five years is what they wanted to plant, Um, and The last I had looked, they had already achieved 24 million trees um, in their first two years. I think it was two years. Um, You know, so when I investigated them and and saw the work that they were doing, and because it's the Ann Arbor Foundation and they're a part of that, um, I felt that would be a really, really good way for us to go and and a good way for us to try and offset the imprint that we leave.
0: So, you go and you donate uh, a particular amount of money, and that's equivalent to however many trees that this organization plants?
1: That's correct. So, if you go to the Teen Trees website, and anybody can do this, Um, if you go to the Teen Trees website, you can go in and say how many trees you want to plant. They have a couple of defaults that you could select from. um, And then each tree is a dollar per tree. Okay. Um, You know, so I mean, it's not a huge amount. Uh, until you start giving back, you know, a hundred trees or whatever, but, um, you know, so anybody can do it. Uh, the benefit of it is, is that of us doing it is, is that realistically, you know, most of us spend so much time in these spaces or on open sea or on Rarible, um, that we just don't think about taking the time to go do those things, you know? So, uh, that's one of the reasons why we've said, Hey, we'll we'll take the burden off of you and we'll do it you know every nft we sell we'll plant 10 trees um you know and it's not necessarily to make ourselves look better but it's to show that we as a community of nft creators and artists um or or collectors rather uh do care about the world and do want to make the world a better place
0: Um, maybe maybe dave would know Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot because you interview so many projects on a daily basis. I was in, I want to say, yours in Beluga space a couple days ago, and there was a guy in there. I believe his name was Matthias, and he's doing a tree planting project as well. Am I right or am I wrong?
3: Uh, Mattis, I believe, is his name. Um, he's Swedish, and he is planting a million trees uh, per NFT, and he's created a million NFTs, and I believe they're selling for about four dollars or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with him, uh, Comarts, but maybe, you know, maybe you guys could get together or something like that if you see each other in the space. And I mean, you both kind of have a, a similar idea, and I mean, three minds work better than you know one or two. So maybe that could be something that could help you along the way to kind of achieve your goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I wrote his name down. I probably misspelled it. But Dave, if you want um, to shoot me a DM with his username or whatever, I'm always down to find different ways that, that we can give back and, and not shoot ourselves in the foot and, and make the world a better place. So definitely. Yeah, oh, pretty it.
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Dave.
0: I, I just want to
3: say, um, guys, can you... If you ever... Like, I was working in the background. I have my phone on a different app. I'm on my computer typing away on something. Um, if you're ever going to do what David on Juan just did to someone who's, a, who's sitting on the panel on your show, make sure you do what he just did and give someone, like, 15 seconds notice so that they can get over. Um, I appreciate that, man. And uh, active listening pays, guys.
0: Yeah, so... Um yeah i i tried not to put you on the spot right away i gave you a little bit of headway but um yeah he he might be a, a good guy to maybe team up with um i know like he's like i said he has a similar idea and it just goes to show you that when dave and beluga do his space uh do their space i kind of just sit in the listener box as a creep and listen to every single project that comes up there so i <laughs> i'm like i'm like the lurker yeah, I mean, when,
1: when we're in spaces uh, or when I'm in spaces, um, and it doesn't even matter if it's our own space or if it's somebody else's, as long as I have the ability to sit in there and listen, um, I kind of do the same thing. Plus, I can always, like there's certain people I know. Um, they'll pop in and they'll listen to myself as an example for a couple of minutes and then they'll pop back out. They'll never say a word. They'll never throw an emoji, nothing. And then maybe if we're still in the space an hour later, they'll come back in, they'll listen for a few minutes and then poof, they'll pop right back out. Um, and, and I like those people because those people are known as people watchers. And those are the people that really know what is going on.
3: Hey, Twaffles, do you have a question for Comart?
0: I guess not. Well, maybe eventually Twaffles will have a question for you guys. So what are some of the charities that you guys worked with so far?
1: Uh, The first one we did was uh, Elephant Voices. um, Because the uh, white elephant in, in Africa is endangered. Um, and, and my wife has a, a fascination, if you will, with these animals. Um, and to know that they're on the endangered species list, um, number one, it bothers me when anything is on that list. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately there are so many animals out there that are on that list. Uh, I don't think even if we dedicated the entire year, two endangered species that, that we would be able to get them all. Um, you know, and that's even with doing a collection every other day. Um, but so that was the first one. And for me, that was really important because it, it showed my wife that, you know, she's not being forgotten in this mix. Um, and then we did a bonus charity for the local charity here where I was able to Uh, take some cash to her and and she had that meltdown uh that was for a uh, charity called uh sonny's legacy which i had been very familiar with because um at, at a point about six months ago they had uh you know we had a stray cat come to our home um that had been run over his face had been mangled to the point that uh i don't know how many of you guys remember batman with harvey denton in it or anything like that, but his face had been mangled to the point that he literally looked like two face. Um, you know, and, and this charity uh, took their time, spent their money uh, nursing this cat back to health, taking him to the vet to see what they needed to have done or not done. Um, the cat had his face shaved and, and had his whiskers burned. Somebody at some point had even super glued this cat's mouth shut. Um, so this cat, it was 12 weeks old. Uh, approximately, um, according to the veterinarian, um, and he had already had a brutal, brutal start to life. Um, you know, but, uh, so that organization was really personal for me as well. Um, from there we have done, uh, the Rose Knight Foundation. Uh, we have done a, uh, domestic abuse and violence shelter known as, uh, um, interval house out of California. Um. Then we did a suicide hotline. Uh, That's important to me because right now there are so many of us that spend so much time in these spaces and on various platforms trying to build our brands, build our businesses, um, that it's not hard to get lost in the emotional strife that takes place. Um, You know, because it has been kind of a roller coaster emotionally, even for myself. Um, Not to that degree, but it it has been. you know, there's moments of success, there's moments of failure. And, uh, honestly, I don't even really look at those moments for us that we've had so far as being failures because we've learned from them. We've grown from those mistakes. Um, you know, so I, I like to look at them more as being a lesson. Uh, and then this week we went on ahead and did the, uh, charity for the, um, LGBT center out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, you know, and it makes us feel good that we're able to allow the community their voices to be heard for the charities and
3: organizations that matter to them. Oh, I don't know if Dave's still rugged. Um, he sent me a message. Oh, he's back. He is back. <laughs> I'm frozen. uh oh, man. You're there, Dave. You're there. you're you're on uh, open mic and
0: you are there. Can you hear me? Yes I can. Well, wow, that's crazy because I can't shut my mic off, so I guess we're just gonna have to go open mic until this clears up. Um let's see here. There you go. I- Went off. Will
3: it come back on? That's the question. Dun, dun,
1: dun Does anybody else have any questions?
0: Yes. What what a pain in the ass Twitter Spaces is sometimes. Um, what's what's been the best community builder for you guys? Is it Twitter Spaces? Is it uh, Discord? How how are you going about really getting people's eyes on your on your project? Um honestly being involved and and it
1: doesn't you know we launched our discord a week ago today um in that week we've managed to uh gain 115 people into that that specific platform and server um initially we didn't feel the need for a discord server or even for a website as far as that goes um, because, again, we did not anticipate the growth that we've seen. Um, however, I would also say that because of the, the growth before developing the server, um, as an example, uh, is one of the reasons why we've seen a pretty quick growth on that server. Um, but I think more importantly, the reason that we're seeing the growth across the board is because I am always always doing my best to be involved to be helpful to have an ear for people that need the ear to you know not be afraid to to give away stuff or nfts or um even my time to to help and be a, a valuable and contributing member of what i will refer to as the nft society um you know that, that's the thing and whenever i look at people or uh, Friendships and, and relationships, I always always keep in mind that, you know, number one, not everybody deserves to be within my inner circle, and that goes for every single person in here. None of you um, owe it to anybody to allow anyone in your circle. It's up to you if you choose to do so. Um, but the other side of that is is that relationships are a two way street. Okay, and you have to be willing to give as much as you take, and my wife even kicks my ass sometimes because I give more than we should be giving. Um, even locally, you know, if I'm at a gas station and there's a guy there that needs a sandwich or needs a, a a drink or, or whatever it is that he needs. And I have $5 in my wallet. Don't think I won't give it to him, you know? And that drives my wife crazy sometimes because she's like, well, we could have used that for a gallon of milk or we could. And she's right. We could have, but, this guy needed it worse than I did, you know, and, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And and again, my wife and I do kind of go round and round about that sometimes. But she also states and, and knows that um, it's it's my giving nature that is part of why she fell in love with me. So, you know, that's why we give away so much. You know, that's why right now we're running a, a deal where the first five pe- 500 people that come into the Discord server get a free NFT. It's one that was designed specifically for that purpose. Um, and it's for everybody that comes in, the first 500. You know, I hope you stay. If you don't, well, that's okay too. Um, you still get your NFT, you know. Um, and and yeah, this is why we do what we do.
0: So how much of an advantage is it um, being on Polygon when you're doing giveaways and promotions like that? I mean, it, it makes it pretty much... You know, you're not really. There's no cost to it at all, and you're developing a community, and people get something for free. I mean, and really, to to airdrop 500 NFTs on Polygon, was it cost you less than a dollar?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's showing. Um, as of right now, we have dropped. I think it was 110 or 112. Um, you know, uh, from that that promotion, um, and I think we've spent about 87 cents. I think is what I saw. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, and we chose, look, we looked at several blockchains before we made a decision. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys that you can't make a decision if you're not informed. And, and and that's just how I feel about it. That goes from blockchains to marketplaces and on and on and on. Um, <clears throat> you know, and for us out of the gate, we knew that uh, Polygon was the place that we needed to be right now. Now. Go ahead. So,
2: do you
0: feel like you made the right choice?
1: I do. I do. And I, I think Jester does as well. Um, you know, we've we've been able to get involved with the Polygon Alliance a little bit. Um, I'm definitely in their server. Uh you know, I'm I'm pretty regularly in contact with Dave Swinbeck himself, the man the man with the plan. Um, you know, and, and that man is probably as giving as I am, if not more. Um, but I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um You know, but, uh, you know, I support Beluga and and his advocacy with the the, uh, Polygon project. And, you know, I'm such a fan of Polygon that I even just hosted a class yesterday, um, you know, for Polygon. It was a very basic fundamental class, you know, but it was still a class so that people could have a better understanding of what exactly Polygon is, how it works, and why it should be considered to be used.
0: You know, I have to bully Dave and Beluga on a regular basis to talk about their projects because they both have have awesome projects and they just they they want everybody else to succeed. Um, And that's the right attitude, really. Like, I always say, you know, when 50 Cent became big, right, 50 Cent brought all of his friends with him or whoever it might be. You know, whenever somebody gets to the big time, they look out for everybody And, and really like the Polygon community like everybody's so tightly knit, like everybody's going to make sure that everybody succeeds at, at, when it's, when it's all said and done. I, I mean, it's, I don't know. We got the tightest group of people, man. Like I, it's crazy. You see like these other projects like on ETH and it's just like, they might have a tight community, but it's just for that specific project. It's not like everybody's supporting everybody. And it reminds me, it, I'm telling you, it reminds me of when I was like a teenager and like into punk rock, like everybody just kind of like tried to help each other out. And it's it's like the fucking most punk rock thing NFTs, man. Uh, I'm I'm getting older. I I don't go to shows anymore because I'm fat and out of shape, and I don't want to get hurt and punched in the face. But it's it's like my version of punk rock now. I I finally got it back.
1: Oh come on, Dave. There's nothing better than a great mosh pit. You know what? I look. I can't disagree with you. I'm I'm gonna be 45 this year, and that shit hurts. Number one and number two. I find that the older we get, the longer it takes to heal.
0: <laughs> That's why I don't skateboard anymore. I, I don't want to fall. So um, I've got
3: a real urge to go and find a mosh pit right now, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and I live in the sleepiest part of Britain known to man. There ain't nowhere I can go and mosh for days, but I really want to
0: start one up in like Seven Eleven or something like that. Get get it started over by the beef jerky, man. Take down some racks. So uh, I got I got a few more questions for you before we wrap up. Um, We'll try to do like a little bit of a rapid fire. Um, I went on your discord and I saw something called Gorilla Cat. What's Gorilla Cat? Okay, so um, I was in
1: and I'm still in another discord server. Um, They had posted a picture of a gorilla holding a cat. Um, Somebody made a joke about a gorilla cat and or a cat gorilla, I think, was the actual actual phrase that they used. And I said, well, who's going to build it? And nobody chimed up. So then I said, F it, I'll, I'll get it built. So then I went to Jester, I I ran to him with the idea. I'm like, dude, I think this is something that could become like a signature, blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm visioning. And I kind of relayed that to him and he's like, bam, got it. And then of course now we have the, the original and we're actually building a storyline kind of like a, a picture book, if you will, of the gorilla cat and his adventures.
0: Can you get airdropped Gorilla Cat NFTs? Is that what you guys are doing?
1: Um, yes, you can. Um, so, the original Gorilla Cat, um, and this is where the idea kind of came from when we started the uh, Gorilla Cat, was that any of our initial designs that we, we release, uh, whether it's a Gorilla Cat, whether it's the new Wall Bear that came out, the very first print of that. Um, will be an airdrop for people for some reason or another. I will come up with something. I, I will. I'm good at making excuses. I will find an excuse to give the first one away. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. You can definitely expect to see uh, others in the future.
0: Cool. This one's for Jester. Jester, what uh, what programs do you use to draw the NFTs that you're using? Do you use uh, Illustrator, Blender? What, what what is it that you're using to make these? Uh, I just use Procreate. Okay, cool. I have to figure out how I could start drawing stuff. So I always ask to try to figure out what a good program is. I'm a shitty artist, so I needed to look like, you know, somebody professional did it. So probably still going to look like shitty art, but eh, whatever. Um, well, Procreate Creator help you with that. <laughs> all right, cool. Maybe I'll look into it. Um, I saw you guys are using TikTok. Has that been successful for you? Because I don't see a lot of NFT projects using it. There's a lot of bigger crypto projects using it at the time, but I still don't see it that much in NFTs. Dave's, Dave's group was the first that I really saw utilizing it properly, and uh, now I see that you guys are using it. So how, how has that been working for you? Um, as far as
1: generating awareness or, or sales and things like that for these charities, um, I haven't really seen much in a way of results there. Um, however, the account was created um, on TikTok on the 24th of January. Uh, and that account is actually getting ready to hit 1,000 already. So I don't know why it's, why it's growing so quickly, but, um, you know, we post our content there. And, and I, I am sure you've already looked at some of it, um, you know, and again, I don't know why people are finding value in that content because it's really just us showing off what we do, who we are at this
0: point. Yeah, I was kind of curious what your trick was because I saw when it was created, when your first post was, and you already have like 780 followers on there. So I was pretty impressed. I know – maybe I don't know. I might be talking out of my ass here, and I'm going to talk out of my ass if if that's the case. But I think once you hit 1,000 TikTok followers, you could start live streaming. Is that right, Wyatt? No, that that is correct.
2: Uh, I have a – my main – I have my own personal TikTok, and um, I go live on that one a lot, and that one has a whole other series of artwork uh, that I have that we'll actually probably be doing some other project with later on. But, uh, yeah, Uh, once you have a 1,000 followers, at least for the U.S. and Canada, certain areas of the world, uh, you have to have so many followers to be able to go live. I know some countries, they don't need any. They could just create an account and go live right away. Some have like a 500 limit. I know the U.S. and Canada uh, specifically, it's a thousand followers before you can go
0: live. Are you you planning on doing anything with that with your project uh, going live? And maybe maybe even if it's like showing the proof of the charitable donation once you hit a thousand followers, maybe you could, yeah, uh, you know, once you for the uh, LGBT group that you're doing, for example, like uh, you could show your live feed of you just like sending the, the specific donation. Maybe that'll bring a little bit more awareness. Uh just trying to spitball a little bit.
2: Some of that uh we've talked about some of that uh you know showing you know a video of actually handing over a check. Um but yeah we uh we've discussed different you know ideas of how we wanna approach that uh as well or at least with the TikTok uh going with everything else. Oh real quick comar Check the chair drive real quick. I just do something while we run this live.
0: So what's been the biggest hurdle that you guys have uh, encountered so far with the project? Hardest thing that you guys had run into so far?
1: I, I would say for me, um, it's been learning the whole process of transferring funds and and using uh bridging techniques to get funds where they need to be and and things like that um it's still a struggle for me to to do that because i've only actually completed it successfully like once or twice <laughs> um, uh you know so i would say for me that's that's been the biggest hurdle um you know i don't think even the fact that you know uh my designated day off is sunday um which there have been a couple of Sundays where I did some work anyway because it, the community needed it for whatever reason um, but that's my designated day off and that's when I uh, do that to to spend time with my wife that's and I need to unwind okay we all need to remember that we need to take a day um, occasionally to to unwind to spend with our families. And understand that your families are going to be your biggest supporters in most cases. So,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, I got like one or two more and then we'll we'll wrap up. Um, before I forget, Dave, maybe we should figure out um, some sort of educational class. Uh, maybe we could do it on This Is Not A Shill, where we could kind of show people how to convert into rap and use like a bridge. I think that's something that might help people a little bit, because I know that's a little bit of confusion that some people I know that I've spoken to. They're like, I don't know if I use Matic, if I use Wrapped ETH, and I don't know how to buy this. And I, I think that might be something that we could maybe help the community with if you uh, if you agree with that. Well,
3: 100 percent. I mean, one thing that we're doing every Sunday is doing like an hour educational discussion piece, which you you talked about tokenomics. And I've got a document that's going to come out about that later on, which is a fairly summary, guys. It's an overview at best. Um, But like, you know, it's not financial advice. And you'll see that when you see it. There's definitely opportunities to do stuff like that. Look, Polygon Alliance, all of this stuff's already there pull it from the channels. You've got Ron Paul that's has got like a talking uh, video guide of him him filming what he's doing. He's put that in there. You've got videos from like Grandma, from Mattyverse, from All Rats um, that all talk you through the Umbria bridge. We've got Umbria themselves in Polygon Alliance to support you guys. We can definitely put a show together. I reckon crossing it over with Umbria is probably the way to do it. Um, but it's like two minutes max. Um. And it's just capturing it and recording, recording it, recording it properly um, and making sure everyone's got access to it. Um, I'll speak to Umbria and get something booked in. I think that's the answer. But if you need the tools, they are already there at Polygon Alliance in the Discord. Go and get them. I West.
1: sure will. Um, real quick, Elon, um, I, I want to I do something here, if you don't mind. Um Jester just uh, graciously did something for you specifically, and uh, I'd like to share that with everybody. All right. And I just pinned it up top.
0: I hope I don't rug pull. I'm trying to open it up, and I think I froze. I'll I'll, dance you, too. Jack Dorsey, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh no, I'm good now. I unfroze again. All right, so uh, thank you for that, guys. I, I do really appreciate that. That's that's really kick ass of you guys. Um, super nice. You didn't have to do that. Uh, I I'm actually kind of flattered. Thank you so thank you so much. Um, so, um, last two questions. Tell me about your Twitter space that you guys hold. Um, when it is what you guys talk about and um, and uh, if you have any coming up with any kind of special guests. Um, so the next space that we
1: have is uh, it is a weekly space that takes place on Friday nights at 8 PM central standard time in the U S um, that is our charity shill and chill night. Um, we literally let people come up, talk to us about their favorite charities When they're done, they're absolutely welcome to uh, show their project and and we'll give them, you know, like I will give them my thoughts, ideas, feedback, things like that based on the experience that I have, which, guys, I'll be honest, isn't much. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I always try to do it in such a positive light that they leave the space uh, feeling encouraged and feeling motivated about what it is they're trying to accomplish. Um, Additionally, we do have one other regularly scheduled uh, space, and that is on Wednesdays at uh, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, That space is for uh, a class, and I allow for two hours in that. Um, Generally, the first hour is me giving a lecture um, where I've also presented a uh, Google Doc outline of the class. And, uh, it changes from one week to the next, you know, last week we did polygon. What is it? Um, and then the week before we did, uh, how to use open C the week before that we did, uh, how to maximize Twitter for maximum benefits. Um, and the very first week we did a class was, uh, wallet security and how to best protect yourself. Um, you know, and each week it changes, uh, this week, I kind of think I found my subject matter, but, um, I always kind of play it by ear as far as picking the curriculum that I'm going to use.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, my last and final question that I always ask everybody, where, where do you see Comart's NFT one year from today? Uh, one year from today, I can see that overall this
1: year's projects will probably have about a 40 to 60 percent sell rate. Um, we'll be well underway with the new project. Um, which I believe we'll be doing very, very well. Um, you know, one, I will give you guys a piece of alpha without giving you details, but the, the project that we're working on in addition to our current one, um, is a daily drop that will have a thousand copies. Um, it provides a daily use in real life. Um, every single day you'll be able to use it in your own homes in your own workplaces, in your own, wherever you're at. Um, And the best part of it all is we're thinking or guessing right now that it's going to be able to be presented to you guys for about $5 per mint.
0: That's really kick-ass. We're a little bit over time, but that's fine. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming here, Jester Comards. Um, really awesome project hey guys if you if you haven't joined their discord yet first 500 people are getting the free nft so get your ass over there and go get yourself a free nft and stay don't just be like one of those people that drops in and gets the free uh donut at dunkin donuts and then decides that you're not going back to dunkin donuts those
1: people are well and and just to let everybody know um you know, we are working on constantly adding things to that. You know, one of the things that we've got set up in there real quick, guys, is you have the ability to earn three exclusive NFTs of the Gorilla Cat that were designed only for Discord members that that are there. Um, the first one can be earned by being there for 30 days and reaching a level 10 on the ranking system. Second one by being appointed a mod. Third, appointed a, a admin. Um, You know... So, I mean, we're always looking at different ways of giving back. We've set up a classroom in there. At some point, I will be offering classes in there instead of on spaces because spaces seems to be a lot less reliable. <laughs> but, um, you know, in addition to that, we've we've talked about creating a, a community night where we'll play trivia, where we'll watch movies, where we'll have a dance party kind of thing going, you know, different things like that. Because, again, the whole idea behind social platforms in general and it doesn't matter what platform it is it's about building relationships so how do you do that you do that by interacting with each other by getting to know each other by having activities together and and fun together you know so yeah guys please check it out um if you have any questions please let us know uh we will do our best to get them answered as quickly as possible
0: well i just want to thank you guys for taking an hour out of your day and coming talking with our community and uh, I I know you guys are busy, super busy all the time. So I really appreciate you giving us the time and letting us know about what you have going on. Um, I'm going to say it anyway, but you guys are always here pretty much every AMA. Don't be a stranger. Um, You know, you guys, uh, you're a big part of this community. You came up really fast and you're really proving yourself to be one of the leaders among us. So I just want to thank both of you guys. Uh, You guys are really awesome. and uh we're off tomorrow there's no ama tomorrow but on saturday at 12 p.m eastern time we will be having beluga bay with us he's going to be doing a drop this upcoming weekend so who's ever here if you could support one of the leaders of this community that supports everybody else here that would be awesome comards jester guys are the best um i don't know what to say but thank you so much
1: Thank you for having us. I know that Jester and I were both floored by it, so thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you.
0: Seriously, thank you. No problem, guys. You really uh, are a genuinely good person that is trying to do whatever they can to help. And uh, you're you're a very good man.
3: I'm going to make you cry.
1: You might. You might. Look, I am an emotional man from time to time, you guys. I, you know, and and here's the thing, and and it's weird because that's not the only kind of messages I get, but the thing is is that everybody seems to like look up to me or or think I'm some some guy that that's yeah. special. I'm not. I'm just a guy that wants to make everybody in the world feel better and share love and positivity and a guy that wants to make the world a better place for not only my daughter but what about her daughter's daughters? You know, and us planting trees—that's for generations and generations to come. You know that 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 doesn't just affect us. In fact, the odds are is it won't even affect us at all. But it will f- affect our children in a hundred years, or their children. You know, I'm just a guy. I, I'm. I don't like the idea that people look up to me as a role model. I don't because. And I'll be honest, my biggest fear, if people look at me like a role model is, is that one day I will do something and let somebody down. And I never want to let anybody down. That's why I always under promise. And then if I'm able to, I over deliver, you know, and, and, and because I, I can't handle the idea of letting somebody down. That would be like my number one breaking point. Oh, and I do need your wallet so I can send you that NFT.
0: All right, no problem. I'll shoot it over to you right after this. All right, everybody. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you all taking the time out of your day to listen to me me babble on like I normally do. Comarch, Jester, you guys are the best. Love you guys. Have a good night.